with Loz Taylor and Christian Carlisle. In this episode, we catch up with Straight From The Path frontman Drew DiGiorio about late nights, long-haul flights, and an enviously easy vocal warm-up Drew uses before shows. Thank you so much for taking part in this, dude. Loz came to me with this concept of wanting to do a, uh, a podcast that was that l- literally focused on vocalists, their techniques, okay. vocal, all that kind of stuff. And I was kind of fascinated by it because I know very little about it, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things, you know, when you're like, I don't know anything about that, but I really want to know more. Yeah, uh, No, you- for sure. And like, I, um, when Laz like texted me about it or whatever, messaged me and was like, I was like, okay, what are we going to talk about? And when he told me his idea, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like there is uh, so much happening and like the disconnect that people have of you know live music and everything like yeah i think something like this is like super important to talk about you know like let's talk about something cool something good and like uh, i I was 100 percent behind it but let me ask you (laughs) where where are you from christian because your accent is so much different than his (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, mine uh, so i live down in uh doncaster in south yorkshire where where loz lives but uh originally i'm from the very far north of scotland right up in the highlands yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I was like, "Oh, is he Scottish?" But I didn't want to like, you know. <laughs> Yo, you you got it. Yeah, fantastic. Most people, you most, Irish. most like, everybody says Irish. <laughs> Do you know what the thing is, Drew? I met most of my friends, including Laws, while I was like working as a DJ. So most of these people had come up and talked to me and said, "Oh, hello, how you doing?" And they, in some cases, they'd never actually realized I was Scottish because the only conversations we've ever had was in a nightclub where the music was absolutely fucking <laughs> yeah. pounding, and they couldn't actually hear my accent. So it's it's nice to it's nice to actually get it picked up on straight from the word go <laughs> nice. now. Yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like you know us having a uh, English drummer like um, yeah yeah I I could pick up on like it's almost like in America when people are like oh you're from Boston you're from New York you're from the South like it's the same kind of thing in England like I hear a different like uh, accent and I'm like. I don't know where you're from, but I know it's different than what I'm used to. But I, I kind of want to know. But I don't want to be like, I don't want to sound ignorant and just be like, oh, you're Scottish. It's, you know? it's, it's, it's weird though. Like the regional dialects around this country are so intense. So you go like five miles down the road and they're speaking in a language you can barely understand in, in England, and especially in Scotland as well. It's, yeah. it's, it's a law unto itself. Um, do, you, uh, do you sometimes struggle when it comes to accents? Oh, there is, there is. No, there's times. There's times where I go, wait a minute, hold on a second. <laughs> what did you just say? Like, he'll say like water. I'm like, well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to pronounce it water. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's, it, there's no, I mean, you speak English. I don't even speak one language. So it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny though, but I do notice it, especially when, if we're like, if I'm back in America and we dive straight into a tour and we start in the UK, like, I'm like thrown back into the mix and then like I pick it up like it, you know, it's kind of like you kind of forget. And then once you're back in it, you're like, oh, shit, like these people are fucking (laughs) talking insane and like, but they're right and I'm wrong. So like, just just like uh, let them speak. (laughs) (laughs) So, Drew, where in the world are we talking to, to you from tonight, man? Okay, so right now I'm in Hicksville, New York, which is on Long Island. I'm actually uh, at my... um, my friend's studio through all this fucking time, you know, I've just been like when it, when this, when COVID first happened and I'm not going to get into it, but this is the state that we're in. But when it first happened, there was obviously, you know, music and entertainment. This whole industry was the first thing to shut down and it's going to be the last thing to come back. 
Yeah. So definitely. there was months, months went by where I'm like, don't know what's happening. Don't know if I'm still in a band. Don't know what my purpose is anymore. You know? Right. And my friend has a studio and I hit him up and I'm like, I just want to start writing music again. And uh, so I've basically been like pretty much living here for like the past like three weeks, just like working with different artists, um, kind of ghostwriting, doing some features, working on my own stuff. Yeah, like working nice. on New Stray. But uh, so that's where I'm at now. Um, cool. I'm on Long Island. I would imagine, Drew, that the events of the uh, the last few months, well, well, more or less the entire of 2020, has given you uh, quite a lot of ammunition when it comes to uh, <laughs> lyrical content. Yeah, for sure. And like, that's the thing is like, anytime, like, for example, when we finished the last record, we sat back and we're like, fuck, what are we going to talk about next? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But every, uh, and it kind of is like sad, but like every two years, there's just more shit that makes us angry, more mm. shit that we could talk about. And it's like, yeah, like you're absolutely right with like saying like we have a lot of ammunition to like, you know, feed off of and like dive into. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I, I'm also like, it's the early stages and, and Laz can understand this. Like when you, when you go into a record uh, when it's brand new and you have nothing, it's kind of like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? What am I talking about? But then yeah, you get into yeah. it and you get in the mix and like it just happens organically. And uh, that's how Stray has always been. You know, we feed off of uh, what's happening in the environment, what's happening like uh, in our surroundings. And we just, we never go in and say, hey, we're going to make a record that sounds like this. We just go in and say, this makes me angry. Let's talk about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And- and, and, you know, Stray has never been shy about being like an openly um, sort of political band with, with strong views that, that you guys all stand by. Me and Christian were just talking sort of just before you jumped on the call and we were saying like, we need more bands like this to make standpoints. Oh, and- please. Yes. I want everybody to start doing it. I don't care if they're metal or not. It's like, you know, Madonna started doing it. I, and then I'd be like, yeah, join the fight, right. man. Come on, get on the yeah. right side. Yeah. Definitely. But like, at the same time, it's like, um, I feel like if you have a platform um, like we do, like Sleeps, Architects, Bring Me, Straight, I mean, this is all different demographics, but if you yeah. are, if you have that platform and like, you finally get to a spot where like you're comfortable as a band and as like a group, like why not? Like, why are you not using this platform to talk about things that need to be heard? And Mm -hmm. it's, it's very simple for bands to go up there and literally just be like, okay, we look good. We have a really cool video. We have a really uh, good production. Let's just write about something that is nonsense. Do you think that the fear of like criticism might play a factor in the fact that some people aren't quite as ready to stand up and, make their views heard. Yeah. I mean, you're always going to, I mean, once you, once you accept that and be like, yo, we're going to say this, but we need to be prepared for what people's reactions are going to be. And once you can uh, just like trust your judgment of what you're talking about and what you're writing, um, I think that like will separate you from like being scared to say something. Like there's a lot of shit that we said and we will say in our career that 
I was like, well, fuck it. Like, let's do it. If we're going to say it, let's say it. You know what I mean? Like, to be honest, that, that to me is why Stray is, is, is such a good band. Like that whole giving across that message and, and standing by it works so well with the energy that you guys put out on mm. stage and like how it's delivered and right. how like hyped, if you like, the room gets. Like when we talk together, it was so good playing after you guys because the room was electric while you guys were on. And it, it, in the same way as like, as watching the show, and preparing to go on after you guys, it was like, you fucking need to be on your A game here, boys. You need to bring it. Yeah, they've this, set the, the bar high. Yeah, the room's, the room's <laughs> fucking popping right now. But like, I love that. And like, that yeah. that tour was so perfect. Like, I don't think we could have, uh, you guys could have like picked a better lineup or like the vibes were there. And like you just said, yeah. like, it's not like, we were a type of band where you would watch us and be like, oh, fuck, like, they're going to smoke us. It wasn't like that. Like, what you just <laughs> different, said. Different styles, you know. It, it, exactly. But, like, no. Played a similar like, style to you guys, I'd have, I'd have been, you know, I'd have been like, oh, fuck. <laughs> right. But that's the thing is, like, we went out there in front of a new uh, demographic of fans yeah, and, like, yeah. people who may have never heard of us before, but... That is the one thing about Stray that's awesome is like you could literally put us on tour with Sleeps, put us on tour with Terror, put us on tour with Every Time I Die and like it's yeah. going to work. You just have to give us that that 30 to 40 minutes and even if you don't fuck with heavy music, even if you don't like understand what we're talking about, we're one of those bands you could hear it on record and be like, uh, I kind of don't understand this. But then you see it live and you're like, oh, now I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Drew, just while we're here right now, I'm going to cheers to that, yeah. my man. Yo, cheers to drinking? that, bro. I'm drinking too. Fuck yeah, let's go, man. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Drew DeGiorio from Straight From The Path, and you're listening to The Throw Podcast. Drew, your voice is, is unmistakable when heard uh, on record, at a show. Where did you... When was the first time that came out of you, Drew? When was the first time you opened your mouth and the voice that you currently use came out? That is a really great question. And um, it's such a simple question and nobody really asked that. So I love that you asked me that. Um, to be honest, when I was growing up and like got my first guitar, fucking trying to like learn music and play music, uh, I only listened to like, not only, I shouldn't say only, I listened to like punk rock bands like uh like more like early 90s like green day and then like i got into like the soul cow thing of Lagwagon, uh no effects strung right. out all that stuff and that was it right, yeah. you know what i mean like i was a kid and like that's what i loved that's what i wanted to learn and that was it i didn't really like it's not that i didn't care about other things it's just i understood that style of music but mm. yeah mom when i first discovered that I could use my voice in the way that I do now was um, my guitar player, Tom. We've been fucking best friends since we were like 11 or 12, maybe. And he showed me Glassjaw. And it was the, it was Glassjaw took melodic music that I was into and heavier music. And I went, oh, like, that's a thing. Like, this is a thing that <laughs> yeah. is happening. And that was it. That, that was it. Glassjaw was the first band yeah. where it opened my mind up differently. And then I got into Refuse, Poison the Well. And then it was just like anything, Sick. anything yeah. that was heavy or poppy. Like, dude, I would walk around high school with my Walkman and I had 
a, a terror fucking copy on CDR and a dashboard confessional CD. You know what I mean? So like, it, yeah, 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 like I love. So it's both both sides of the exactly, spectrum, if you like. Exactly. So yes, yeah, so my my go to um, when I when I first started sort of shouting and screaming and trying to replicate somebody, it was actually Tim Lambesis from As I Lay Dying. Like yourself, I'd got into other bands. I came through like a Slipknot, Marilyn Manson kind of route, and that was like the back door was kicked down yeah yeah you're not (laughs) it's funny there's no going when you get in that deep there's no going back (laughs) is there god this this is taking a turn so i was like oh fuck and it opened this massive uh like yeah it was like opening the curtains and being like shit this whole outside this whole world of like different bands and then from that quickly went through new metal and got into um metal core and was listening to a lot of bands like um darkest Mm -hmm. hour um, as a laid dying and, and bands like that. And then I got, I remember I got a uh, shadows of security record mm. and it just got me that hyped that I just sort of, I just wanted to scream along to it. And then that was it. I tried to replicate his voice. Did you two did this? Well, this goes out to both of you then. Was there anywhere out there that you could learn how to sing? Like, no. or was it literally just, no. here's the bands. I'm going to listen to them. I'm going to try and emulate no. it. If it was, I didn't know about it. Right. And like right. at the same time too, is yeah. like, I, I like understand the vocal warmups and stuff like that. And that, that works for certain people. And I, I really genuinely think it, it works better for if you're like doing clean singing, but you're also screaming like, yeah, you got to like warm up your voice because you're not just going to, like, yeah. I literally go into the bathroom and I, shout at the top of my lungs for 15 seconds and then I go on stage. That's my warm up. Yeah. Literally. Wow. Was, well, the, the, the trouble is nowadays that the, you know, it's gone from sort of you saying Drew that like when possibly we both started out, there didn't really seem like there was much out there. And then over the last few years, there seems to be loads and loads. Obviously the internet's helped that massively that you can go on the internet and search for anything, obviously, but um, that's, so that's opened the door. So you do get a lot of conflicting um, opinions of what helps and what doesn't right. help. I've I've been through three vocal surgeries and I've you know talked to a lot of people about different different techniques and different styles and different warm ups and that, you know that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this because I think it's very interesting. I, like I think I remember speaking to you before Drew about like what sort of things you're doing for warm ups and stuff and in in the same way as a personality differs in everyone, I think the larynx and vocal cords and the body is this exactly the same. So you see what, what works for, what works for Drew. You just go and shout else. for that, that bit of time and then it, he feels ready. I've had three surgeries. I need, I need to like, yeah. I really need to warm. really warm up and, and look after myself. Have you had any problems with your voice, Drew? The only time, the only time that like my voice is like shot or like I sound like I'm not 100% is if I don't sleep. Like if I... If yeah. we do like the long flights to like Australia or Japan, like it takes me a couple of days to like get into the, the, like my body clock is off and I legitimately, I will try to sleep. I won't go out and like party. Like I will fucking really genuinely try and sleep and I just can't. And that's the yeah. only time that my voice gets fucked up is if I don't sleep. Yeah. Because you, you just your whole body's tired at that point and and rest is just so crucial to maintain yeah but that's that's me personally and like you were saying before like i respect like like yourself like when we were on tour together you were always warming up you like put my head into like a bowl and with like tea and fucking 
made me blow into a straw <laughs> when I was steaming. Well, you know what I mean? Not in a drink way. I was steaming. I was steaming like witchcraft. Are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's different for everyone. I could go in and Definitely. I could go in and do what I do and walk on stage because it's organic and that's what Stray is. It's natural and that's where my head needs to be at. Like I live inside my own head all the time. And I'm sure you understand (laughs) that when I could just like walk out on stage and be like, this is it. I'm in this city and I'm just going to vibe with the room and that's it. Yeah. That's mind blowing to me that you can like barely warm up and be so consistent. It's it's an amazing thing. I had a a vocal, she's like an uh, ear, nose and throat specialist. Mm -hmm. An ENT. Yeah, yeah, for sure. She has like conflicting opinions to other people that I've worked with. Currently I do the Melissa Cross warm up Mm -hmm. um, and I've been working been working with Melissa because mainly she has taught a lot of people who I think my voice lends itself to more. Yeah. Bands like more of a metally sound. Yeah. Jew is like a, I don't know how to describe it. It's a lot more like psychotic. Um, yes. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know. It's quicker. It's like quicker. And you seem to, your syllables when you're pronouncing words seems to be able to just pop off like so quick where for me, the whole, controlling the air and getting it out there comes out more in a, like a true metal. Yeah. But like at the same time, like you're like, you're like a bigger dude than I am. You know what I mean? Like you're fucking tall. True. You're handsome. I'm little and weird, (laughs) (laughs) but like, you know, like I think it's like the same thing you just said, like you listen to my voice and yeah, I know that one thing that makes my voice very distinctive from other people is when I pronounce shit, when I'm screaming, you hear fucking every word. But that's like the hip hop that I fucking grew up on and listening to. You know what I mean? Like it's all yeah. it's all in there. Like all the influences are, you know, in what I in what we're doing, what Stray's doing in my voice, whether I'm singing, screaming, blah blah blah, doing this. For people like you and like Sam and fucking like like you have a more metal voice. Like I can't do that. I could never fucking do that. And I know that I can't do that. Yeah. I've not even ever tried I've, uh, that's one of those things oh, that I've looked gonna, at in life. Not a fucking chance, Lord. Uh, it's one of those things that I've looked at and gone, I'm not going to be able to do that. So I'm not going to bother trying yeah. and failing very miserably <laughs> yeah. at it. I've always had such an admiration for the people that can give that really, inc- it's such an incredibly raw performance that comes out of both Sleeps and Stray and so many other right. bands that I just, it, it 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 baffles me how you yeah. manage to maintain that that yeah and that, I think that energy and that that passion in your voice yeah and I think that's why conversations like this and, and maybe sort of starting this is really like it's really interesting for people to hear because people like frontmen like spend their lives trying to trying to hone in mm-hmm. on, on their craft you know what I mean and and like like for me, just example, like it's been, it's not been easy at all. And I've been doing this for sort of 13 years now. And, and, you know, I've been in trouble at times and I haven't, but I think that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to maybe start talking like this to, to other front men is because it's interesting to compare my journey and what I figured out and, or haven't figured out. (laughs) What's up everybody. This is Drew DeGiorio from Straight From The Path and you're listening to the Throw Podcast. Well, Drew, in the course of your illustrious career, have you ever really had many questions aimed at you 
towards your voice. I just it's, it's not something that I ever really hear discussed in interview. It's not something that I hear. More of a general question in an interview. Yeah. The general question is, how do you do that? Can you teach me? And the answer is, I don't know. I don't know how I do it. And the, I know I can't teach you. Like straight up, I can't. I know uh, when I scream, that's what it sounds like. And like the years of recording and playing off of the mic, like you learn a lot of different things working with different producers. But yeah, yeah, I could never be like, I know when to breathe at certain points during a live set. I know to like, here, I'm going to say all this crazy shit for like 30 seconds. And then I need to fucking take a break because I'm seeing stars. And <laughs> you know what I mean? But I can't sit down with someone and be like, this is how you do this because vocal, like, uh, I couldn't, um, I couldn't put the words together to explain it. A lot of people don't know, but like, I could sing too. Like, and like, I write, I have like another side project and like, I'm comfortable with my voice, whether it's screaming or singing or like, I'm always trying to challenge myself. And like, when I work with Will Putney, he's taught me so much about my voice that I never knew I could do. You know what I mean? Like, for example, we're yeah. such on the same, like the chemistry is so raw and real. Like he's a uh, Stray's uh, producer. We've worked with him for the past five records and he does Stray. He does Every Time I Die. He does Counterparts. He does Terror. He does, he's done Amity. He's done North Lane. I don't even have to like know what he's working on. But if I hear it, I go, Will did this. And I can just tell right away. And, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But he'll, he'll stop and go, give me the angry little kid that I took your baseball cards away. And I go, okay, I got you. And I will yell like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, he'll yeah. nickname my screams like Jonathan Davis through the teeth. Like never, never, ever would have wanted to scream through my teeth or thought that that was a thing. But he goes, try this. And I did it. And I'm like, yo, that's fucking sick. Now I have this yeah. whole new character, whole new delivery on anything that I want to do. You know what I mean? It's so important to have somebody that you can work with well in a studio setting. We've had the same, we have the same producer since we started pretty much. And it gets to the point where if you've worked with a producer for so long, it, he knows your band. He knows how you right. work. So do, it's like, do you know what the thing is? Like, I thought, I don't think enough people that don't perhaps work, work within or know much about the music industry. I don't think they realize quite how much of a contribute contribution producers can yeah. make yeah, to yeah. the band's overall sound yeah. like when if, if your average joe on the street is just going to be like they sound like that because that's what that band sounds right. like they mm. don't realize that there's somebody in the studio making them yeah. sound and they, they become give they, them that sound. they become like another leg of the band, it's like a member I mean? it's like like, like yeah will putney yeah, is the like fifth member yeah. to stray from the path and like it just takes like an outside set of ears like if you're working on something and you're writing something and you're just like, all right, well, this is the structure. Here's the skeleton. Uh, I don't know what to do after this. And then you show it to, you know, like a producer or someone and they go, oh, why don't you just flip this riff or extend this? And you're like, why didn't I think of that? And the answer is, is because you sat in a room and heard the same thing over and over and over and over till you're fucking, you want to die. You know what I mean? And they yeah, just, yeah. they offer, <laughs> fire this again. Yeah, they offer that, that just, <laughs> they just go, oh, do this. And you go, God damn it. Why didn't I think of that? When you're yeah, preparing, definitely. when you're preparing for recording, is the, 
uh, is the vocal warm up, say perhaps, or uh, you know, do you have to take any downtime before you go into the studio? What's your what's your process? Does it differ from the live yeah, side like of things? Recording versus live. Yeah, recording versus live. What are the differences? Um, well, pretty much, I lock myself in a room, which is fucking dark, um, and <laughs> I write. Only candles. I write and I write and I get stoked on certain things and I like show it to Will or Tom or Craig or uh, Anthony and they're like, yeah, this line's cool, that one's cool. I'm like, two lines. You you took two lines that you like from it, like. But at the same time, that's that constructive criticism that, especially as a vocalist, like, there's like a like pride and ego. They fucking get in the way of everything. I don't give a fuck anymore. What whose idea it was, if that's the best idea and that's the best thing, that's where we're going. I don't care if I wrote it. As far as like preparing for the studio, I just, I tell Will, I'm like, I don't want to sing before 5 p.m. I don't want to track anything before 5 p.m. Because I know my voice. It's not going to sound good. My voice, I haven't been awake long enough. My vocal cords aren't warmed up. That's it. Like I'm not, when you play a show, you're not going on at 1 p.m. You know what I mean? Like you're going on in the evening. So that's when I want to use my voice. And I, Straight up, just drink throat coat. I drink a lot. Like I'll have wine next to me. Throat coat, wine, and water. That's it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's record. Let me get my zone. Find that that comfort zone, and that's it. Throat coat. Is this a vocalist thing? I don't know. Throat yeah. coat is more of uh, an American drink. I never heard about it before until someone told me about it. It's, it's, a, it's, it's like, like an like organic a, tea. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's just it's just got good things in it. For Tastes like voice, dirt. Basically, we we. We have like, <laughs> yeah, the good things, taste that the good, things that are good for you usually tend to taste yeah. like absolute garbage, don't they? We have like yoga teas and stuff over here. Right. I don't okay. know if you've seen them, but no. it's, it's the same thing. It's just a healthy drink that helps give your throat a bit of a, bit of a lining, if you like. Right. Just, right. Okay. Just soothes you a little bit. Flip side to that then. What, what, what do you have to stay away from? Is there anything that you eat or drink well, that can really fuck with your vocals? Yeah. For me, I have acid reflux. Which is sh- really, really shit for me. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that, dude, like, that, that sucks. I don't so, know what that's like, and I, I can only feel for you. I don't want to say that I understand because I don't, but like, that's awful. Yeah, that, and it's just something that when you eat certain foods, right. you basically, the way that your stomach sort of reacts with certain foods, um, it, you get the it acid, means that yeah, you're yeah, breathing yeah. like acidic air up, up and down your throat. So it's like almost, before you even start singing, you're on the back foot with something like that because, yeah. because it's already taken its toll on your larynx quite a bit. So for me, it's like, and, and you know, I try my hardest, but sometimes it's just, if, if, I, if I was to live how like my ENT doctors and stuff had said, this is how you need to live to maintain like a really good singing voice and be able to, to scream and stuff like that. I, It'd be, it'd be miserable. It would suck. It would be miserable. So, yeah. but, but for me, it's stuff like fizzy foods, caffeine, fried foods, basically anything that you would enjoy. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> take everything that you like in life and don't do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Laz, when you talk about like food, like that's another thing for me. I have a five hour window. If we're going on at 9 p.m., I can't eat five hours before I play. That's it. That's, I can't eat. I cannot eat. Yeah. And, because you end up just, you end up just, you're like burping throughout the show. Yeah, or you're and like, you're you're heavy, sluggish bouncing on around. Like both, both of our bands. Yeah, both our bands are like energetic bands. You can't, the way that I've come to learn, like figure all this out is because like your larynx is a muscle. Yeah. So you need to be, you need to treat your body going into recording or a tour 
as as if like you're an athlete, you know, like you wouldn't you wouldn't just start a marathon without any sort of warming up or or like living healthily. You'd 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 fall after like the first mile. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, you have to tune into being you're a bit more of an athlete. You you the muscles in your neck. Vocal athlete. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah. and you yeah. have to just prepare in that kind of way. So I'm talking about uh, it more extensively in uh, the Sleep Society as well. Which so is fucking genius, by the way. Like that, like <laughs> fucking hands Thanks, down. Like when you put that out, I was like so creative and it's so inspiring to see like all of you, like you're always doing something different Thanks, that I'm just like, God damn it. Like these dudes. <laughs> now what are they fucking yeah, up exactly. to? <laughs> Straight up. Like what are they yeah. doing? Like yeah. literally what are they doing? What are my friends doing? It's really nice to hear from people who you can tell that genuinely keep up and care with what is going on mm. within the musical community. I mean, we have to, which we, we work, have to, you know? because like, uh, like I've had talks with like randomly people reaching out to me or me reaching out to them and just being like, Hey, how are you? Let's talk. Like we have yeah. to, because that's so important right now yeah. as well. When people are like more isolated than, than they have been for a, a long time or ever. Yeah, it's important exactly. to have that sense of community. And I think that's, yeah. again, that's something that, that, that Stray and Sleeps both stand for, that unity and that community within yeah. within their, their, their circles and our circles. 100%. On the subject of the, the people that you've worked with, Drew, because you've done, you, there's so many collabs. Everybody, and I wanted to know what you are looking for in a vocalist when you're like, dude, do you want to come and, you know, put, lend, your, lend your vocal talents to a, to a stray track you know do you want to come yeah. and be a part of this what are you what are you looking i mean for? we've always had features on like all of our records but straight up is like what what happens first is the friendship that's what it is it's like i've never we've never had somebody uh, actually i'm lying right now we had vinnie paz on a track but that's because he's fucking sick he's a rapper um Jedi Mind Tricks, like he just talks about like a lot of the same shit that stray fucks with and like that like being outspoken and using your platform for that. And the thing was, is we, we had the song already, it was done. And we kind of did like a, a different version where like we took my second verse out and just let him go nuts. And it was great. But um, awesome. when it comes down to the features that Stray has, it's, it's always our friends. People, you know, from people, you know, from touring. Yeah. Like touring and just like, exactly. Like, or if we, like, for example, like we never toured with Kublacon before and like, we've always like, they've been on the radar, but I never, I yeah. never really Sick was on. like, I listened to Kublacon. Like, I'm gonna be honest. I love those mm. dudes. Fucking, I'd go to fucking hell and back just like I would for you. But <laughs> when I toured with them and saw him and heard his voice, I was like, if he's not on the next record, I'm not going to be on the next record. You know what I mean? Like, it, you, you know what I mean? That's what you said to the rest of the yeah, guys. Like, it's just like one of those things where like in that time, it makes sense. And we never overthink anything. Um, and it just kind of, it just kind of happens. You know, you just kind of let it organically happen. And uh, yeah, it's fucking cool to work with different people too. Um, it sucks for me when I have to do their parts because I'm like, God damn it. Like Now I have to sing this live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yo, you know what's funny? You're talking about Melissa Cross. She's from Port Washington, which is like a couple towns over from where I'm at right now, which is... That's, yeah. that's wild because um, I came to see her 
for some coaching. And that was when I bumped into you on Walkborn. Yes. It was the last ever walk. And I was like, why are you here? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, I just showed up. And obviously, June's like, what? Like, I'd flown all the way out to Warp Tour for the last one. But no, I was I was over there anyway, working with Melissa Cross. And she, like, she's s- done so much for the metal community in terms of, like, helping bands with, with, with vocal. Yeah, and she's, she's lovely, man. She's fucking awesome. Yeah, she's and- wicked. She's, like, there all hours for me. Like, I was on tour in Japan when I just sort of tried to get to grips with this technique. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, didn't really know where to go, if you like, because I'd like three surgeries in. To, to be fair, I didn't really take notice of the first surgery because they were just. I was just like, well, now the problem's gone. It's all good. They Back were like, normal. They were like, yeah. it was around Christmas and New Year and Thanksgiving and that kind of thing. And they were like, if you're gonna drink, try and stick to red wine. And in my mind, that was like, red I'm wine's all good. Get me, get me ten bowls <laughs> of red wine. having a pint of beer, I'll have a pint of red wine. So <laughs> yeah, a pint, that's just a my pint nature. Of red wine is so fucking insane. But let me tell you something. We've done it before. We've probably done it together. I just don't remember. But <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that ends up with you tie dyeing your own t-shirt in red wine and wearing it around your head stood on top of a pool table and then pouring everyone shots behind the bar like it's not pretty yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh we've all been there yeah but yeah. you know what <laughs> i'm there. not even i'm not even a fucking rock star and i've been there before <laughs> man <laughs> we've been there <laughs> yeah. what's up everybody this is drew DeGiorio from straight from the path and you're listening to the throw podcast But yeah, she's been so helpful for me. And like, I was in Japan just after I went to see her for some like tutorials and like technique, like, right? Stuff like that. And and she she's just so helpful and so good to work with, man. Like, have you have you ever worked with her? I guess I guess because you know you sort of fell into your sound and like you don't seem to have had that many like issues with your voice. Like, you probably haven't been to see her. Well, or do you know her? when um and. The reason why, like, I I know her and I think she's lovely and she's awesome is, uh, fucking Garrett from uh, um, Silent Planet was here and right, yeah. we were gearing up to do a tour together and, you know, management and label was like, why don't you guys get together and do like a live stream, face uh, Instagram live thing? I was like, oh, okay, like he's right. he's in Port Washington, I live like fifteen minutes away, like that's fine, that's easy. And he was with her. He was, you know, staying at her house and working with her. And she invited me in. She's like, come in. And now, and she's always been like, hey, when are we working together? And I straight up was like, hey, like, I'm never, I'm never going to do that. Like, I, I, I get it <laughs> and I respect it for other people. But that yeah. is not something that um, uh, intrigues me or nor do I think I need it. Or like, I don't know, it's just unnecessary for me. But she is fucking wonderful. She is awesome. And she was so, like, she was like, she's like a mom that like, I like my friend's mom. You know what I mean? Like, that's the vibe I got right away from her. Like, come inside. Are you hungry? Oh my God, it's raining. Like, come inside. It's cold. And I'm like, I love you already. I don't even know you, but I like you. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's she's got such an interesting story of how she got into it all as well. Like, she... He originally like lived in the UK and then she was like studying like opera or something in, in like a prestigious like, university. And that makes so much sense. Here. Like, of course it does. And then she went back to America and then there were loads of bands she mentioned in someone's basement that needed help getting singers through sessions because people were like coughing up blood and they would do a, 
they would do like a song and then after that the, the voice wouldn't be working in the studio and stuff so she came into it for a, a really weird like a really weird thing and she's just been into it ever since yeah. and just but like at the same time things. though like her having all that knowledge and you know doing what she did and then like creating this thing that nobody has ever done for vocalists like you and i like that i respect that you know what i mean like i do like it's it's uh it's inspiring and it's awesome but it's there's a, there's a lot of criticism out there surrounding like the the, the sort of fry technique right. um and when i was younger and sort of found out that a few people a few bands i liked used that specific technique there was a lot of stigma surrounding that in terms of like all right well it's not really that heavy then mm-hmm. because there's a technique behind it and they're doing it a bit quieter but the way that i'm trying to implement her sort of technique is like a higher form of hybrid which is using the edge of the fry technique mm-hmm. to 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 hybrid it with my voice so you get like you get like the edge of the fry but it's you're also like it's such a unique every person's vocals and their own body as well you know on a physiological level let alone on an, how, how anybody actually sounds it, you're gonna have to you know, almost cater your specific like needs uh, you know you, whether or not you need to do a warm-up or or actually not to to what how, how it is that works for you if i can say mm, anything yeah. to anybody any vocalist that will hear this and is going to listen go in and fuck around on the microphone and that's that's yeah. it like go in there fuck around even if you don't know what you're doing and you've never screamed in your life before put the fucking headphones on scream into the microphone and figure it out because at the same time it's your fucking journey don't compare yourself to this don't say i want to sound like this because you're not going to and if you could go into it with that mentality and be like okay yeah i'm influenced by these people whether it's uh chester from lincoln park or uh daryl from glassdoor or chino from the deftones you're never going to be those people but you're you and make something new make make your own fucking path you know that was legit inspiring i'm i'm, I'm gonna go away and fucking... don't try and sound like someone else no, try, and, try and do exactly you, be you and be safe that's life <laughs> advice be you. Yeah, man vocal advice that's life <laughs> yeah. advice man it's a part of our life you know it's just how we live you know <laughs> yeah uh well drew listen i i think like we covered so many bases there for and, sure, for um, sure. thank you so much for no honestly, fucking thank, thank you, you so guys much for man sharing your thank, story thank you guys for having me be a part of this and like it's cool to like talk about shit like this like i'm i'm stoked and i'm hyped because i haven't played a show and this is like you know what i mean like that connection and this talking chill, about yeah. this it's like i'm 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 like i'm fucking like ready to go my adrenaline's pumping right now yeah. i, I want to say thank you again for um you know uh thinking of me one and two uh trusting me and having me all right bro well that was the first throat podcast ever thank i you. love it Bang nice on. one drew really appreciate your time once again yes thank friend. you and, and christian yeah. it's very nice meeting you and talking to you and i look forward to actually and meeting you in person one day if that's a thing I, yeah <laughs> i can't fucking wait man hopefully a uh, show remember yeah. them uh, yeah, remember shows. Remember shows. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Right <laughs> Sorry, I've, I know that cut deep. I've, but... I've been in the studio today, Drew. I've actually been recording some new sleep stuff. Fuck yeah, I'm actually in the studio right now. Today, so um, as soon as I hang up with you, yes, I have to go yeah. fucking dig into my stupid brain and figure out what I'm going to do. 
<laughs> yeah, well, this has been like a, a steady warm up for you then. Yeah, you go. yeah, I'm hyped. He's going to go into a bathroom and scream for 15 exactly. seconds straight. And that's I feel bad for my we'll friend. We'll have a great recording I session. I feel so bro. bad for my friend. He's He has no idea what he's in for. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way we like it. <laughs> Sick. All right, then, bro. We'll have a great time recording this evening. And it's been wicked to catch up with you and get some of your insights into voice, basically. Oh, yeah. Um, that's been Throat Podcast number one with Drew from Straight From The Path. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, boys. Watch this space for some more. really good space cookies but there's nothing in them yeah they're definitely <laughs> they smell out are you talking about space cookies what are you talking yeah. about Lawrence yeah, is baking some cookies what's going on over there you fucking really what are we doing <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not uh, I'm obviously not going to smoke for my voice so I just made a little is this your first venture into, is this your first venture into the world of uh, 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 no. cooking baking no. Lawrence no no oh, you're well versed <laughs> yeah that's mad funny not making it myself, though. <laughs> <laughs>